Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. I'm Tony Tolado. Trek Tuesday has my concluding interview with Tim Russ on Renegades as he talks about the challenges in producing this pilot episode. That in a moment. Here's Tim Russ on the conclusion of our Renegades interview. I mean, even as an online series, I could, I mean, these days, uh, I mean, and like the other day I was watching, um, I was watching Deep Space Nine on, uh, on uh, the way I usually watch it these days. I don't have the DVDs. I watch it on Netflix. And, right. uh, and that's, that's nothing wrong with that. And actually, the irony was there was an episode on Deep Space Nine where Tuvok was in, in the Mirror Universe, which is kind of funny. But In fact, that is how everything is going right now. Yeah. And the, stu- and the studios are all doing the same thing. The networks are all doing the same thing. Absolutely. It's simply being streamed. And my buddy of mine, his, his son, his grandson showed up at his house the other day, and, and the kid never turned the television on. He was online the entire time. Yeah. Uh, that's remarkable. So it is, <laughs> um, you know, my daughter is still watching television, but a lot of the kids that are growing up now are not watching TV. Just, and all the adults are watching Netflix. And if it isn't Netflix, it's, you know, Apple TV or Hulu or whatever it may be. And they're all, not only that, they're all producing their own shows. Now they're producing their own content. Yeah. yeah. From Amazon to YouTube to Hulu to uh, Netflix, they all have their own shows coming out now, their own series. Yeah. So, so technically, like I said, to, even as an online series, you know, people are going to start watching it on their, you know, big screen TVs. Oh, sure. They're going to be watching it on their flat screens and, and things like that. Um, uh, so, you know, you still got to, you still got to put, you got to produce things, you know, that look pretty decent. I mean, obviously they're going to be done on the cheap mm-hmm. because you don't have the same budgets as you normally have in a series. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people aren't going to be being paid regularly for the work that they're doing. You know, if you're going to employ somebody full time, that requires a lot of bread. Yeah. So, so to produce these things as online content can be done. The ad, the advantage to online content is there is no timetable. Nope. You don't have to have the show ready to go in September. Nope. You don't have to have a season finale. You don't have to have a season, you know, a, uh, a sweet, sweet show. You can, you can produce these all at once and then put them out all at once or you can put out three at a time or you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So you have that. But if we were to do this show on a regular basis, you know, each episode, is going to involve some of the fixed sets you already got, but it's also going to involve special effects to create you got or, or or characters and actors and makeup mm-hmm. and costumes that are that are from somewhere else. You've got to see you can see some of the same bad guys. You can see some of the same aliens we've seen before. If you if you got a new planet and you want to go down to that planet, you've got to have some place to go. That green screen or set pieces or whatever. Uh, somebody comes on board, what do they look like, what are they doing? All these things, every episode that you create is going to involve either a new set, new aliens, new costumes, you know, new locations. To some degree, you're going to have to go there in yeah. order to tell a story. Yeah. It's like making a whole new, you know, independent movie every time you do an episode, except you might save some bucks because of the set that already exists. Now, and what is your you know, continuing storyline going to be, you know, as far as, uh, mm-hmm. as far as renegades go. Um, mm-hmm. That's the issue uh, that you come up against. Uh, it's a very tricky, you know, it's not like doing a, a, a dramatic soap opera, you know, yeah, um, or a comedy in which you've got three or four fixed sets mm-hmm. or locations and 
the storylines don't involve a whole lot of special effects and, and things like that. And all your your props and costumes come from Walmart. Like I said, everything you have is <laughs> yeah. rented or or people already own or it's purchased. And it's just not that complicated, not that expensive. You yeah. don't have CGI all over it. You don't have this. I mean, there's people talking, man. And, and that can be produced as a series a heck of a lot cheaper than this can. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how it would look. I don't know how, you know, uh, how much on the cheap you could do it for as a series unless you're making enough money in revenue to keep the thing floating. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, how much per episode would you be spending? Again, that's a, from a production standpoint, and that's the first thing I think about. Sure. Science fiction and it's low budget. How do you put those two together? So, yeah, exactly. So, Even with all the technology that we have, they're still working on that uh, to to kind of bring those two worlds together. You know, it's, uh, it's yeah, not it's, easy. It's, you're stuck no matter what you do. Yeah, you, yeah. you still have to spend money. You're still going to pay somebody. Mm-hmm. You either make it or you mm-hmm. got to rent it. It's either two things, you know, you rent it, build it, or, or you know, you know, buy it. You have you can't just go out and get it kind of kid, like I said, at the store. You can't ask somebody to bring their costumes to, out of their closet. Yeah, yeah. You know, half the parts I've, I've, I've played in the last two or three years, my, my clothes have been on the camera more than I have. I mean, <laughs> yeah, can you bring your suit? Can you bring your pants? Can you bring your shirt? Can you bring your this? Can you bring your that? I mean, that's from network shows, man. That's yeah. not some yeah. TV online thing. That's a network show asking you for that. Yeah. So amazing. even for contemporary clothing, they don't want to spend the money. Sure. You know, they don't have the budget. So I certainly hope this goes off because I, I think, you know, at the very least, I think that the time is now for an online Star Trek show or even the best possible scenario is to have online content concurrently with a series as well. And uh, maybe Star Trek on cable would, would be really, really cool uh, and be able to say things and do things that you certainly couldn't do. Uh, on a network, so I, I'd love to see that happen sometime too. Well, even if it's on cable, uh, it's still going to be network because the network owns it. You know? Well, yeah, the rights, yeah. the rights to Star Trek are owned by Paramount CBS, and yeah. CBS is CBS, the one that is going to really have a say so about how and when it's done. And you know, it's the dilemma. If you wanted to do your own original science fiction project, you know, you you own it, but you know, good luck getting it financed. Yeah, it's hard. Good luck getting enough money to shoot that thing, you know, and make it believable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over time, it ends up being, you know, that the web series that I'm working on or have worked on uh, this year and will be working on later this year. There's two or three of them. I've got a drum. I've got a drama that I worked on as director. I've got a uh, as an actor. A couple of other ones that are period pieces, sci-fi period mm-hmm. piece, uh, western, and, and another one. And each one of those is taken. One of them has taken two years to shoot, uh, just one basically, you know, feature length, uh, story. Two years. The other one is sort of a series and it's taken two years, uh, to shoot, you know, one or two episodes. And that, see, this is the problem. It takes, it takes so time. long. Yeah. To, to raise the money and to organize the thing to shoot over that period of time. And that can be very tricky if you have actors. You know, who you want to look the same yeah, oh, from yeah. episode to episode and they, you know, <clears throat> or even from scene to scene. You may only shoot one scene. For example, if it's yeah. a standalone movie, then you're in a world of hurt if you shoot 
you know, uh, one scene with one actor in uh, January and shoot it again in December, they've gained, you know, 60 pounds or, <laughs> you know, they look completely different because they, they just got off another project and now you got to cut, you know, them walking out a door and getting on their horse and then riding off and they don't look the same on either one of those shots. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not careful in the way you plan this, the, the shoot, you, you've got no, you, you can't keep continuity. Yeah. So to shoot, you know, because you can't shoot every week because you don't have the money to shoot every week. Those things are really expensive. Yeah. And, uh, the only thing that you can do is, uh, you know, in, in that sense is, is if you have a bunch of people who simply do it on their free time, you know, and they, they volunteer to do it because they like to do it. And that's, you still can't produce a weekly show because they have to make a living and they have to do something that, that pays the bills. So if yeah. that's not paying the bills, it doesn't get the priority. So it takes longer to finish it. Everything will take longer to complete if you're doing them on the cheap like that, yeah. uh, as far as the science fiction goes. Yeah, if definitely. It's a contemporary, a contemporary piece I did to web, a directed web series this last, um, last year, finished in December, and they, they just aired the last of the 15 episodes we shot in two and a half months, and they only shot on weekends. And we managed to cover 300 pages of material. And, wow. but that was, but that was done here in town. It was done uh, on the weekends, it was done uh, with a set schedule and locations that were available. Yeah. And everybody bought their own costumes. And we had a minimum staff. I think they did raise some money to help pay for some things. But at, at the end of the day, a lot of people just pitched in to do it. And that was the end of it. And, you know, he was able to uh, air each one of these episodes, you know, one after the other, all at the same time, you know, in a block of time and done. But it doesn't cost as much. There's more with Tim Russ on Renegades in a moment. Back with Tim Russ as he talks about shooting episodes on tight budgets. Yeah. I can't imagine shooting. I can't imagine shooting, you know, an episode every week of this show with, with uh, what, you know, two grand? You know, it's, that's yeah. not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. So, you know, you, know, you got to, you still got to have some place to do it. You need a, you need a location even for your set. Yeah. Well, we well, got to pay for the location for your set. That's two, that's two grand a day right there. Yeah. I'm you sure. Know, just to have a building to put them in, you know, or a place to put them in. I mean, yeah, you can run some people through the Angeles forest, I guess, and steal a bunch of shots. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can do that. That's only going to give you a scene or two. And then you got to, you still got to have some place for them to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, if you want to shoot their ship set again, that's, that's located on a soundstage. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to buy the soundstage, which by the way, they can change. <laughs> the people that own the soundstage, if somebody else comes in and shoots after you do, they can redress the ship. And, and so now your ship doesn't look like it did, you know, two months ago. Yeah. yeah. So that's, these are the, these are the realities yep. of, of trying to shoot a series, you know. This is the problem you're running into. Yeah. Because sure. it's not, you don't own Number one, the property. Uh, that's number one, and secondarily, um, uh, it could the cost of doing. We just got to tell you why. Why you don't see a Star Trek series on right now? Yeah, yeah. Because the cost to make them, they would rather produce, you know, a Honey Boo Boo because it costs them twenty cents. You know, they get a big enough percentage of morons to watch it. You know, uh, then they can make their money back, but. 
if you want to produce content, scripted drama with special effects in it, man, and sets and costumes and things like that, and stories, you know, now you're talking about, you know, spending money. Yeah. That's why no no science fiction shoots, for the most part, in the series. But they don't shoot them here. They shoot them out of town. They shoot them in other states. They oh, shoot yeah. Shoot them in Canada. Yeah. It's cheaper. You know, it's much they, cheaper. They can't afford to shoot them, yeah. Yeah. And they, and they want to make money, man. Those are corporate entities now. They're not independent production companies and studios. They're corporations. No, that's They're totally owned changed. They're corporations. Yeah. They're owned by some other corporations at the end of the day. So yeah. that's the story, crack. But anyway, we'll see what happens with this well, I, I certainly wish you the best. I think it's Thanks. awesome. I know you're you're all putting in hard work, and uh, as a fan as well, I'm just totally stoked to see this, and so glad that you're involved, and and also behind the scenes too. I think that's going to be awesome because I really liked what you did in Gods with Gods and Men. I thought that was a real quality piece. That Thank was, you. That was a, a very good story. I thought uh, the writers did a, a great job putting the story together. Actually, I, myself, I had some input in the story for that one as well, and it, and it came off beautifully. Uh, I thought much so too. better than I thought it would come off, to be honest with you. I didn't know it would look that good when it was done. And, and I, I, uh, I'll tell you, another thing that was cool was uh, really kind of giving uh, the character of Captain Harriman a lot of juice in that, too. Yeah. And yeah. really building him up. And I know Alan was, I talked to him about it, and he was very happy about that. So. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it was uh, the main thing I wanted to see in that concept and that project was characters playing other versions of themselves and or in different circumstances that they were that they would be uh, normally be in. I would, that's my name is that I wanted to see these just flip every turn everything on its head. Yeah. And see what happens if these characters were in a whole other world and time and place doing something very different than what they normally would do and how did they get back to where they were. Yeah. So that was they have used the device to get there and the device to get back, etc. And it worked out fine. <clears throat> and we also wanted to resurrect a couple of characters from the original series. Absolutely. And tied that all together. Um, and, and yeah, uh, Alan had plenty of stuff to do, um, as a bad, you know, the evil version of himself, yeah. uh, you know, which was a lot of fun and everybody else, you know, had the same thing. They all had different roles and, and, uh, and things like that. I love, I mean, there's so much fun you can have with multi, multi-dimensional and multi-timeline stories. Obviously, oh, yeah. uh, JJ's doing the same thing with, uh, yeah, with, look what uh, he's doing. Features because <laughs> yeah. you have flexibility, you have options now and this is not a, a, a scientific principle of multiple dimensions is now being studied by physicists so it is not yeah. like not like it isn't a, you know something that that they consider to be to actually exist so uh, once you have that go ahead now you can you can have all kinds of fun you know mm-hmm. with uh with 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 those the stories that involve something like that you know it's potential uh for, for storytelling so absolutely all works no, I think that's cool. You you might say that gods and men kind of naturally led into renegades. It certainly looks that way from getting a taste well, of that. And to, to, to some degree, I mean, some of the characters are the same, but it, this was this story. You know, um, uh, also the, the renegade gods and men took place. You know, uh, after Voyager, and, right. and uh, this one also takes place about eleven years after Voyager. So it's even farther ahead mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of the timeline and uh, the course which some of the major characters have taken since the last time we saw them. So we're going to have, you know, and the style in which this is done is completely, not completely, but very different than cool. than what we're used to seeing. And that's that's the main thing. Whether the fans really, really like it or not, I don't know. We'll see. But but uh, it will be different. 
there will be some things that are familiar and there'll be some things that are different. And that's the main thing I'm looking for. Cool. Well, Tuvok as a renegade. There's only one word I could say for that. Fascinating. In a sense. I mean, there, there well, are some of too. us who are, there are some of us who are still, you know, um, more or less as we were before. Mm-hmm. It's just that our methods might be a tiny bit different. And then there are others of us who are definitely renegade. Cool. Uh, the renegade crew itself is, is a crew of, uh, you know, a standalone crew. And, uh, Tuvok's character and, and Walter Cheney's character are, let's say, the instruments or the instigators of this, uh, of this crew. They're like the that. ones who more like or less that. put it together. Cool. That sounds correct. That's what it's about. Yeah. Well, Tim, thanks so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It, uh, yes. it, it sounds like, uh, and seeing what you've directed so far as far as Gods and Men, I'm looking forward to what you do with this. I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, Oh, it will be awesome. Oh, I cool. guarantee you that. All right. It's going to look good. It'll look Great. very cool. Great yeah. stuff. All right. Take I'm happy care, to hear that. You too. Great talking to you. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. As I mentioned in the first part, there is a Renegade's new pilot called Renegade's Ominara, and it raised 58977 U.S. dollars on Kickstarter. It marks the last on-screen appearance of Nichelle Nichols. Of course, we lost her this past year. And Walter Koenig is retiring from acting, and it is his last appearance as well. There's a whole new cast from the original pilot, so a lot of new actors, a lot of young actors. And the cool thing is, Nichelle and Walter play older versions of some of the younger characters. So that's a cool thing, too. Multi, Kind of a multi-generational, you can say, kind of pilot. Maybe multi-year. Look for that in the near future. For Trek Tuesday, I'm Tony Tolado.